certainly we need to pray. <laughs> Father, we thank and we praise you for this opportunity to stand before you, to stand before your people in your presence. Lord, there is fullness of joy. Tonight, Lord, we just think about your goodness, your greatness. Think about how we got here. Think about how you've kept us along the way. Thank you, Lord, that there is a place that we can come to and worship you, Lord, that we can gather with the saints of God. We can cry out to you, Lord. We can, we can uh, have remembrances together, Lord, of, of the great things you've done in our, in our lives. And even through sickness and sorrow, Lord, there is a song. Psalm writer said that even in the night season, God gives us a song. And so we pray, Lord, that you, tonight you will give us a song so that we can sing out of our experience. Wherever we are, we won't forget you, but we will sing the Lord's song. And the people of God said, Amen. We're looking at uh, Psalms 137, verses 1 through 4. Uh, would you stand with me, please? And let's read it together. I'd appreciate it. Psalms uh, 137, verses 1 through 4. Okay. Shall we begin? By the rivers of Babylon, we all sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows, there we hung our lyres. For there are captors required of us songs, and our tormentors mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Thank you so much. You may be seated. Moses stood on a mountain waiting for you to pass by. You put your hand over his face so that in your presence he wouldn't die. And all of Israel saw the glory and it shines down through the age. And now you ask us to wholly seek your face. Show me your face, Lord. Show me your face. Then gird up my legs that I might stand in this holy place. Show me your face, Lord. Show me your face. I can make it to the end if I can just see your face. And David knew there was something more, more than the ark of your presence. And in your presence there was something more, more than kings and peasants. And all of Israel saw the glory, and it shines down through the age. And now you ask us to wholly seek your face. So show me your face, Lord. Show us your face, then gird up my legs that I might stand in this holy place. Show me your face, Lord. Show me your face. I can make it to the end if I can just see your face. All of Israel had a song to sing. Moses taught the people to sing. You remember the song of Moses and, and, uh, and Miriam 
the song that they sang about their deliverance right, out of the, right after they had come through and walked through the, through the Red Sea on dry land and all the enemy before them had perished, the horse, the horsemen, they had perished and they came out and Miriam said, grab a tamarind, ladies, come on. And they went up, they said, our God has triumphed gloriously and they beat the tamarinds. The horse and the rider are thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and the Lord is my song. And forever he will dwell in me. She said, sing, sing, sing unto the Lord. With timbrel and dances, sing unto the Lord. The Lord is our song and the Lord is our strength. And forever he will dwell in me. So the Lord is our song. And there is a song for every season. And sometimes it's difficult to sing a song to express when your feelings are down and and your feelings are low. And you just can't sing a song of praise. We think about songs of praise, we think about how they normally begin with a hallelujah on the end. I mean, a, a hallelujah in the beginning or a praise the Lord and then on the end, a hallelujah. So they begin and they, and they close, but then we, they're not all songs or joyful songs. And even in your own life, you don't always feel like popping your hands. But there are some songs that you sing in the night season, in your closet, in your despair, in your desperation. There's an appropriate song to sing, and it's an opportunity to you to to express yourself before the Lord. The book of Psalms, the Psalms, they were, they were prayers. It was Israel's prayer hymnal. But also they, they were songs. And they sang them out of, based upon their feelings and their emotions. And we do the same things. And we sing a song. Sometimes I'm just in a, in a mood to just, just sit back and, and just sing, just tell the Lord. In other words, I just make up a song. I just sing unto the Lord a new song. Yeah, I just sing unto the Lord because that's the way I'm feeling now. Oh, God, you are beautiful. God, you are wonderful. And then there's some songs that I have to sing that, that's some, some songs that cause me to drop my head and say, Lord, where are you? Or growing up, I used to hear the mothers in the church sing, just, they just say, Lord, remember me. Or, or come by here, Lord, come by here. You know, they, couldn't, they couldn't think of words to express, but that was it. And that was enough. That was sufficient. Because they were singing to God. They were singing to get God's attention. And normally when you sing out of your experience, you sing truth. And it's a little difficult if somebody comes and asks you to sing a song, sing a joyful song, and you're just not. In the mood. You know, I think there's some people that's just their bent. You know, I, I used to listen to some singers, and it just seemed, I love Judy Garland's music, but it was always seems to be, I could be wrong, it just seemed to be a sadness, a sad expression on her face. And I began to think about what happened in her, in her life. You know, I rejoiced in the songs. I took pleasure in them, but it was just something to just to see. And, and it seems like for the most part that she was always singing from, from, from something that happened, some experience in her life. And so our message tonight has to do with one of those psalms 
of lament. And unfortunately, there are a greater number of laments than there are in any particular song in, in the various categories. And so that it shows you that that's genuine because we're, 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 we're singing out of our human experience. And we express that just like when we lift up our hands and we express it to God. But isn't it good that we can, we can express ourselves to, Lord, to the Lord by wailing or by moaning? Isn't it, that's okay. That's okay because that's where you are. That's not where you want to remain. That's not where you want to stay. You want to rise. You want to, have, you want to be able to sing unto the Lord a new song. You want to be able to sing with praise. You want to have a hallelujah somewhere in the song. But then maybe after you've sung, have you prayed the lament? Maybe on the end of that, there's poss- is it possible that it could be a hallelujah there? You know, I'm, I'm talking about a place where we all go. And it, it's our, our prayer closet. I, I think about what the psalmist says, that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. And so if I'm dwelling there, that's what the Bible says, then I will abide because prayer becomes a safe haven for me. And it's out of prayer that the songs come, that the songs come. Remember, I was, I was saying that, that the, the book of Psalms, it was, a, it was a prayer hymnal, but just as it was a prayer, you know, you could speak to God through the Psalms, and also you can express your feelings to the Lord. Oh, God, you are beautiful. Your face is all I seek. And whatever your song is, everybody can sing. They took advantage of the psalm. They used the psalm to build them up going through life on your way to work, difficult times in your life. Sing the song. Sing the Lord's song. Sing out of your experience. Sing with expectation. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. You, and, and really, it's an, it's an, it, you, we really invoke the presence of God. How could God stand still and hear us singing to him, singing to the Lord? Singing, how could you? Lord, Lord this song is for you. This is for you, Lord. You know, nobody's around. And so, Lord, it's okay if I go off key. It's okay if I, if I start in, in, in a, a key too high for me as I pitched the first song. I was way up in the trees. But it's all right. It's all right. Because, because when I'm singing to the Lord, and at least for me, it's acceptable. It's accept- now, if I present myself to the Lord and I tell the Lord something that's not true, I say, Lord, everything is great. Everything is grand today. Well, I said, no, that's not so. I'd rather you come to me where you are. Because, see, God can't do anything for us when we, when we, when we often, always sing what everybody else is singing. No, I don't feel like singing that song. That's not where I am. And so our message comes. It's sad to say that Israel sung a lament based on something that they had done wrong. And we find that the Lord sent Israel into captivity, his beloved, his loved. He sent them into captivity because of adultery, because they had broken the very first commandment. Thou shalt have no other God before me. How could they? How could we? Is it possible we, we sin against the Lord? 
we fall short of his glory and his presence? Can God always be seen in us as we walk throughout the day? Are we or are we in a sad place, in a place of lament where we're moaning and wailing and we have our heads covered and people can't see the God in us? Why should we, have a, why should we sing the Lord's song? Because it glorifies God. It talks about his attributes. It talks about the great things that the Lord has done. It's a testimony. And we should have a testimony that pleases God, that honors God. Because we speak in behalf of God in many ways. The children of God speak for their father. We belong to him. It's not our words, but it's God's words. And so Israel, because of her rebellion, the same God that carried them, the same one that said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. We see God turning the table. Is it possible that God would do the same thing to us? That lift our hands and say, Lord, we love you. But, but on the inside, we are mean and nasty. And I say, I say we. Because quite often, I, I fall short of the glory of God in my own life and in my own walk. And so, and so as we think about Israel in this state of sadness, in this state of sorrow, because of her own rebellion, would you turn with me to uh, uh, Lamentations chapter 2? In it, the same God that says that I love you, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, we hear in, in chapter 2, Lamentations, it says, how... The psalm says, how the Lord in his anger has set the daughter of Zion, the daughter of Zion, the people of God, under a cloud. He has cast down from heaven to earth the splendor of Israel. We can look right here and we can see that what did Israel lose in, in her disobedience, in her rebellion? She lost her splendor. And I can't help but think that, you know, when I think about that, I think about me. Have I lost, have I lost my splendor? Have I lost my joy? The things that, may, that caused me to rejoice in the Lord? The things that caused me to, to enable me to walk upright before the Lord so that people can see the God-man in me? Have I lost that? If I have, then it's all for naught. It doesn't mean anything. If I'm going to heaven and I'm not being a demonstration, I'm not walking to walk. It doesn't mean anything. Because how can I come before the Lord and say, I'm doing nothing for you, Lord, nothing. Nothing in the line of walking uprightly before you. And, and, and of, so, so that it might be said, yeah, yes, he's a son of his father. So that I might look like I belong to my father. That I might act like God is loving on me. Because if he is, I'm loving on somebody else. And sometimes it's, it's very difficult to love on the unlovable. Yeah, you have somebody that rubs you the wrong way. It's hard to show that love. But in everything that I have and all that we do, we want to make sure that we go in that direction. And so some other verses here, just so you can get to just a verse, verse 3. The Lord has swallowed up without mercy, without pity. Doesn't sound like God, does it? It doesn't sound like my God. Because of sin. Sin separates. Sin separates, you know, sin distances us from God. So if anything else, 
you know, what shall I do? What shall I render, Lord? What shall I do? What should I give? What do I have to do? Sometimes, you know, Lord, what should I do? Should I give you a praise? No. I got an offering? No. The scripture tells us that when, when, you, when you have art against your brother and you have an offering, you come to the altar, what does it say? Go back. Get it right. Get it straight. And then come back and give me the gift. What shall I do? Go get it straight. You remember what you said this morning? That wasn't right. God, but it's going to be very hard for me to go back and say that. I can't say that. I can't go back because I meant that, what I said. But, but do, you mean, do you mean what you say when you, when you say that you love me? A- am, am I the one? And so God says to his daughter, he said, daughter, Zion, I've I disowned you without pity. He goes on to say that in his wrath, in verse 2, that he's broken down their walls, broken down their strongholds. But I hear, I, I, I sense the Lord telling me that when you start talking about your walls of your fortress, your fortress, the Holy Spirit, the, the power of the word of God in your life, your fortress, it's what keeps you. It's not you. It's the word of God in you. It's the spirit of God in you. How do we cause our defenses? How do we cause our fortress to come down? If not by sin, the things that we do, you know, we, it diminishes our stronghold. Our, 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 we're not, you know, Zion was known because it was a monument. It was a fortified city. How strong are you? On any given day, how strong are you? In ourselves, we are weak. God, I depend on you. I need you. I love the song that I, it wasn't much of a song. I waited for the, for, for the saints and when I was growing up, the, what's the rest of the song? All they would just say, Lord, I need thee, oh, I need thee. I said, well, you know, but as I got older, I find many times that I get down to pray and that's all I can say. It's either I need you, oh Lord, just thank you. I'm thinking about so many things. Just thank you, Lord. 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 You've been so good. Been so good. You've been so good. Thank you. And that's it. But that don't have to be your song. But that's mine. Because sometimes words can't express. And I just say, Lord. Or remember in the Old Testament, they just, they just gave God a, a wave offering. Yeah, you have, have you have anybody? I don't see any hands. Is there anybody that ever just said, God, words can't express. This is for you. This is for you. Somebody said, what, what is that for? You know, I'm trying, and sometimes I'm in a place, and I, and I know that I need to, they, my hands, because of what God has done for me, I know that they need to be up here. If not physically, somewhere my lifestyle should be up here. But because of sin, or because I'm afraid, or I'm ashamed, it's the lower that my hands get. And, 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 and now they're way down here. And when I think about it, I said, how could I? And, and, and I just said, you know, I just let them ascend and just give God the glory to because of the great things that he's done for me. I see myself heading headlong. I mean, just as if I deliberately set out to sin. And sometimes, this is the truth, sometimes, Somebody makes you so angry, you say, I'm going and I'm going to give them a piece of my mind right now. And then if it had not been the Lord calming me down, telling me to turn around, then I would have gone on and certainly would have destroyed any witness, any credibility, any authority I had in my life. 
to command the enemy in the name of Jesus to get out of my life, to get out of my family business, to get out of my family situation, causing confusion. And a lot of it has to do with lifestyle, Israel, and and, and, uh, idolatry. Now, how can you serve two masters? And I think for a lot of us, I think what we do is we, we did like, I can't think of the lady's name in the Bible, that set, was sitting on her father's idols. Remember, I think sometimes we sit on our own. It's as if God can't see what I'm sitting on. It's covered. He can't see. You know, you know but, but, but we, know, we know that God. We act like that, but, but God sees. And so Israel at this time, they sing a song that expresses the way that they're feeling. They say, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and we wept. And I hope you, I hope, my my paper says swept, but I hope yours was right. (laughs) I hope it was right. He said, there we wept. We wept. Why did we weep? It could have been because what was expressed in the book of Lamentations, all that they had lost, everything in their lives that made them meaningful, that gave them some value in their lives, was stripped, stripped. Oh, beautiful daughter of Zion. Imagine if you, have you ever, and I'm not going to even ask this question. I'm not going to even say, does anybody, does the Lord talk to anybody? I'm not even going to say it. You know, because somebody said, oh, what's he talking about? You know, yes, but I'm going to tell you that I hear the Lord. I hear him through his word. I hear the Lord speaking to me through his word, right? When I said dialogue, I'm, 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 I'm listening for him. I want to hear from him. I'm giving him words, and I want to hear him also. And if you listen, you hear God saying, well, that's not right. And then if you continue on, you know that every step you take, you say, oh, it's, it's hard. I'm out, of, I'm out of the zone now. I'm out, of, I'm, I'm, I'm out of God's grace and his mercy. I'm out of his shield of protection because he, and God said, yeah, okay, right there, you crossed the line. You're on your own now, and, and you could do anything. You could do anything. One of the saddest memories that I have is a friend of mine that's doing, well, he tells me in his letters he don't think he's ever going to. He said, I'm going to die in prison. A believer wrote Christian plays. And then all of a sudden, he, he did something crazy. Every, everybody left him. And it, it's just so sad that, you know, that how could he go that far? And now, in a sense, there's no turning back. Now, I try to write letters of encouragement, but it's difficult. He's never, never confessed that he did wrong, but he wants mercy. He wants help. He wants you to send him some money. And I'm not talking about because, you know, I want to help as much as I can. But it's sad to say that for the grace of God, it could be me. It could be anyone. It could be look, Israel lost their splendor. You know, without him, I could do nothing. Without him, I would fail. Without him, I would be drifting like a ship without a sail. Isn't that right? Isn't that true? Without God, have you, have you begun this journey with God and now you think you can live without him? And so Israel remembers what she had, what she lost, a fortified city, grace with God, favor with God, the people of God, the children of God. And she gave it up. 
by idolatry. But thank God that Israel, after she sat for a while and she wept, thank God that, in a sense, she was returning to God, in a sense, when she began to be truthful and sing out of her experience and express to God why she was angry. Because Israel was expressing anger towards the enemy. Those are not, not they weren't condemning God for putting, because God allowed the enemy to come and bring them in, but they were expressing their anger at those who had taken them captive. And, 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 and for Edom, those who stood by and said, yeah, 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 kill them, get them, get them. And they would express it to God. But it wasn't much repentance. Anger, sorrow, but not much in the line of repentance. And thank God in his mercy, he's always calling us to repentance, to be sorry for our sin. More being sorry for your sin is more than a lament. It's more than a song of mourning. But somewhere along the line, it's going to have to get to the heart. And so to the point when it gets to the heart, it makes a new man, a new woman out of you. It keeps the fire burning. It keeps you so that more often you'll be able to sing the Lord's song, a hallelujah. It's well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul because of what the Lord did. In his mercy, thank God, he turned him around. He turned it around. And all that Israel lost is what she had. She had, she was a fortified city. She was strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. But when we, the taint of sin changes the situation around. But thank God that there is a song, that God gives a song, and it's in the night season. Or it's like the songwriter says, it's way up on a mountain. Or it's down in the valley, in the darkness of night. God still gives a song. Thank God. And you know why? That's God's mercy. That's God's mercy. That if he gives us a song in our sin, in our mourning, if he gives us a song and we cry out to him, he can bring us up to a higher praise, or to a hallelujah. He can do that. And he wants to do that. He wants to do that in all the union. He wants to do it in me. So I'm inclined to work on me first before, you know, I hesitate to share this. You know, it's, it's not, listen, some of the things that I said that, uh, that weren't, that could be, could be classified as unholy or, or, or sinful, I've done some things. And so I'm not speaking to you from somebody that's, that's perfect, far be it. But I'm looking to the Lord to help me in the situations that don't bring glory to him. And even in the church, we encounter some opportunities to show God's grace. Even, isn't, isn't it crazy to think that you can have an argument with a saint? But is it possible? over maybe some church business. I'm just saying, I'm just talking, I've been in a lot of churches. You know, the, the smallest thing, and we forget who we are and forget that, yeah, yeah, we have some things that we need to iron out because there's going to be some difficulties, you know, sitting over a congregation like that, you know, different people, different attitudes, but yet and still that we have to set the example. We have to set the tone. 
And so we hear the Israelites mourn, but we, we see that God and God's mercy and his plan was, it was God that would say, I'll take them out of Zion, safe zone, safety net. I'll take them out of there and I'll put them in a place where when they sit down, they'll think about what they lost. Have you ever thought about sit down? Somebody walked out on you and you said, oh, I could have been better. I could have been sweeter. I could have did this. You know, you know, maybe it wasn't your fault. But there's sometimes when you turn somebody away. And so Israel sits and he puts them in a position. No worse position than he put them in than to sing, to, to be able, uh, so that they can get their mind right and then remember, thank God that he does that for us. He wants to open our eyes. He wants to bring us back. So he puts us in that position so they, what, they look up and they remember. They remember what they had. And all that they had was lost. And so God brings them to a place so they can look up and say, God, I remember. I remember what we had. But they couldn't remember until they experienced the pain of the loss. See, so God, God knows what it takes to bring us back to him. And sometimes it's just, it's terrible. But thank God that in a lot of our sin, he has not completely pulled the covers off of us and exposed us until we, we were back again, until we were clothed again. God has done that for me in my life uh, many a times. And when I came out, when I recovered, I said, God, thank you that you didn't expose me. Lord, I'm walking right. I'm walking right. Well, I'll be careful how I say that. <laughs> I'm trying to walk right. <laughs> but, but God knows, and, 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 and when, when God has a plan, God has a purpose in what he did. And you would say, oh, that was evil of God to send them into captivity. But it, got, it opened up their eyes, didn't it? It got their attention, didn't it? And they was glad to go back. Can you imagine? Just think about for a moment some of the things that you've been in. Because it was your own fault. And then you were glad. It was just like you were in a dream. It was, it was like Israel was, like they were living in a dream when you've been living in a palace and, like, and all of a sudden you see, you see yourself living on the streets in a shelter. It's like a dream. What have I lost? Where has it all gone? God, why, why? And then they, when they saw, as they wept, they remembered. I think about it. L let me show you how, you know, this is not as severe as, as, as their situation. But when I first went into the military, I remember as Israel sat under a tree, and I remember weeping when I, I was only there about 20-some days in the military. I had four years ahead of me to go, and I wept when I read this letter from home, listened to all my siblings, what they were doing, and my mom and dad. I said, I could see them. I could see myself in the house with them, but I couldn't see it for another four years, and I cried. Now, maybe I had reason. I don't have, well, I might have about the same amount of hair as I had then. I might have had a little more. But when you go in the military, they cut your ball, your head ball. So I had no hair. I said, whoo, no hair. And, and, and I wasn't saying I was smoking. They, they take your cigarettes. They even took my chewing gum. They took everything. And that was enough for me. I literally cried. Not so much for the hair cut and the cigarettes or the gum. That loss. But I did cry when I thought about what it was like at home. I'm sure the prodigal son, as we know it in the scripture, he wept. Don't you believe that? When he th the scripture said that when he thought about what his father, no, what he thought about what his servants, his dad's servants had, it was enough for him to consider, I'm going back home. And so God wants us to come back home, wherever we are. I don't know where you are. I don't know, where you, you know how far we, we've drifted. But I'm, in my own life, you know, uh, I think about it. 
I, I think about the song that they sang, that they wept. You know, instead of singing a song of praise, they sung a lament. But there's some good in that because the lament, the place of sorrow, is where they were. And sometimes when God is trying to bring you back, there's no place of sorrow. There can be no place of joy and victory in your life. So for however long it takes for you to open your eyes, thank God that his mercy endures. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you for being good to us, Lord. We love you so much. We praise you for who you are. We give you all the glory. Father, we just ask that you wash us, purify us, purge us, help us be, to be the living witness, faithful sons and daughters as we go through our life representing you. We thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen.